We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my sweet friend and you fabulous, fabulous being. So honored that you're making Empower Radio and Journey to Center a part of your day today. So are you ready to claim a life of radical freedom, peace, comfort, and joy? I would venture to guess most people would say yes to this question, but sometimes what it takes seems to be too big of a price to pay. You've probably heard the saying, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Of course we want both, but if you can only choose one, what do you choose? Years ago, I was very, very attached to being right and I wanted to be happy. But after a few years of feeling sick, stuck, broke, and very unhappy, I turned inward with the intention to understand why my life was simply not working. Once I silenced my mind and asked this question, the answer bubbled up quickly and clearly. You cannot move forward when you're constantly looking backwards. I understood it was time to release the past. It was time to forgive those I'd perceived as doing me wrong. I also had to relinquish the judgment, anger, and shame I'd been holding within and for myself. That was a tough pill to swallow, but I knew in that moment that this was my key to freedom. And as so often happens, as I said yes and emotionally prepared myself for this healing adventure, the right teachers, opportunities, school, and classes, were placed before me. Today, I'm continuing this conversation about the healing adventure with my very good friend, fellow student that I went to my remarkable school with, and my personal counselor, sister, and teacher, Lacey Caves. Lacey graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a certificate of completion in soul-centered living and spiritual psychology from our esteemed university, the University of Santa Monica. Lacey is a clairsentient as well as an animal and human intuitive. Lacey has a profound ability to hear wisdom from deep within her heart. And Lacey has been the bridge between my horses and me and my own soul and me. She's a profound blessing in my life. And today I'm thrilled and honored to be sharing this blessing and gift with you. So Lacey, I'm so, so grateful you said yes to a second show with me here on Empower Radio. Thank you for asking, really. It's one of my greatest joys to spend time talking with you and having these awareness conversations. So I appreciate I being able to do that one more time. Yeah, I've, uh, I've kept you to myself for long enough, and you are somebody I go to whenever life is weird or I'm confused about relationships or just uh, my own relationship with me and my own soul. And you're always able to give me nuggets of wisdom and thought-provoking information that totally shifts me. And... Um, you are an incredible blessing in my life. I'm so, so grateful for you and so grateful that I'm able to share you now with uh, my producer, Remy, and Empower Radio, Journey to Center, and all of our friends here that are hanging out with us today. So just very, very, very grateful. I know there's a lot of opportunity for healing and getting free here as we continue our conversations. Yes. Again, thank you for having me, and thank you for giving me a platform this amazing information that's come forward for me over the last several years this conscious conversation that that we discuss is uh the one of the 
hugest blessings for me. And it's bringing joy, it's bringing peace, it's bringing love, it's giving me opportunity to practice, to put my uh, positive energy out into the world and to receive that back tenfold. Yes. And I really do think, again, when we heal, we don't heal alone. When we choose to open our minds and hearts to the healing journey, and a big part of this is forgiveness of others and ourselves, we do become like the wounded healer in the world. And I've had a lot of my students come back to me, students that were in our class together that said, you know, the biggest piece of the puzzle that you shared with me that transformed my life, shifted my life, was the, the practice of forgiveness. And we spoke about that in our last show. And today I want to go a little deeper into um, what tends to be beneath forgiveness of others, and that is forgiving ourselves. And I think a lot of times people don't want to forgive others because they don't want to look that deeply in the mirror themselves. They don't want to look, open that Pandora's box of um, all the stuff that's inside for fear of what they may, what they may encounter. It's true. And, and until we really are ready to stop resist, resisting or stop numbing out, we don't know that that veil of fear is actually quite thin. And what's on the other side is such a beautiful, loving, empowering experience. And it just takes it just takes really sitting in that for a moment to know that it's not a giant mountain in front of you that's that's that you're unable to climb. It's actually uh, a very it's an illusion, really, and it and it can clear very quickly for us. Yes. And I do think it it can take some courage. To say, you know what, I'm going to do this work. I'm opening my mind to the possibility of forgiveness. I'm opening um, my heart to, to embarking upon this path. It can take courage and it can take commitment and some diligence. But I have found from my um, personal journey that it can be met with such incredible grace and so much support. We don't have to do this alone. We don't. And I appreciate what you shared in the beginning um, that you come to me, which might surprise people because you've studied for a long time. You've gathered a lot of information, but you've in that process, you've learned that we aren't here alone. We don't do this alone. And having the support of people around you is it makes you stronger it, and the vulnerability that it takes to share with another human being is actually, a, again, a power center for us. But a lot of times in life, we learn that it's just the opposite. So it, it, again, we have to, to prove to ourselves that that's not really the truth, that that's an illusion as well. And you're bringing up such a great point, Lacey, about this whole thing about proving. And I feel I did that a lot. I was trying to prove that I was worthy of love. I was trying to earn respect. I was trying to, um, uh, I guess, I guess earn God's love if I went beneath all of that. You know, uh, when I was working really hard, somebody said to me, well, you have a great work ethic. And I thought that was such a fabulous compliment. And then she said, what are you trying to prove and to who? And that stopped me dead in my tracks. Mm. I was trying to prove to my father that I was not stupid. And I was trying to prove to my stepfather, I was not lazy. And as I allowed myself to go even deeper, I was trying to prove that I deserve love to God, but there's nothing we can do to earn or prove. Really all we can do is relax and receive. And a big part of what helped me relax and re receive was um, identifying 
where I judged myself as unworthy. Hmm. Isn't it interesting how we decide that that we have to do things in order to be worthy? We build these identities. Um, what, what we do as a mom, a wife, a daughter, a mother, uh, a, a, a worker. And when it all is stripped away and that relationship and that connection with our highest source comes into play, we find out that we don't need any of those external validations. But it takes some time to get there. there there's a practice involved. There's, a, there's an opening to the possibility that it could be different if we let go, if we stop the struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and what might that feel like? Mm-hmm. What might that look like? If you could just set that down and relax, what would it feel like with the wind at your back? What would it feel like to just be supported and loved and adored? And what if life was gentle and graceful and easy? And I really think that's the way it's supposed to be. But we have to open our mind to the possibility and we have to open our hearts to being able to receive it and 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 acknowledge our worthiness and value despite our credentials and what we do and our identity to be able to just relax. And you know what? You deserve to be loved and adored and supported simply because you breathe, simply because you exist. Just, just wow. because you are. It's so true. And um, it took me a lot of years to really discover that. And I tried it the other way for a long time. (laughs) Yes, I remember. I did too. (laughs) And I hurt myself for a long time based on not thinking that I was enough or I was doing enough or I was being enough. And and, and everything was sort of, I'm like you hard work gets you there. (laughs) The harder I work, the more diligent of a student that I am then it'll get there eventually. And it wasn't until I realized just surrender all of that, just let it go. And it, there, there was just this um, relief that came in for me. I don't have to do anything. I just get to be. And then as a, as a result of that, there was a freedom that I discovered that I didn't even know existed. Mm. Yeah, what if we don't have to do, prove, or earn? Hmm. earn approval, earn love? What if we can just relax and it's just there and it's given to us? And I think that is what grace is. Mm-hmm. That is what is um, the energy of the universe. And, and can we relax and receive this healing grace? Can we set down our burdens and our judgments, which are really our blocks and barriers to our connection to source and grace? And um, it can be a challenge to sit down and really do this work but if we have the courage again and diligence and commitment identify sit down and really identify the judgments you're holding against others and holding against yourself start by identifying the judgments and then the next part of the process is forgiving those judgments and that can really help dissolve those blocks and barriers those illusions of fear and separation so that we can relax and align with our soul and source when a person really starts to understand that an emotion was formed from a thought, that is a very revealing thing to understand. So if you go back and you start 
looking at that. And, and many times these are unconscious. So we don't even, it happens so fast, we don't even know a thought came in first. And a lot of times it's built on a foundation that we've mm-hmm. been, that we built up from the time we were very young. I remember the first time that my mom, I don't remember, but the story goes, <laughs> the first time that my mom left me alone, I was just distraught beside myself. And when I hear that, I think I formed some sort of idea that there was abandonment happening mm-hmm. at, at, as a young baby. And then the foundation of abandonment as possible then gets put into place. There was a thought that I had that my mom isn't coming back. And I have built on that foundation ever since. And when I started to become aware of of this as a possibility and looking honestly, okay, I'm having anger, I'm having sadness. What's the thought attached to that? And just sometimes letting that come to the surface, letting that reveal itself um, over time, it, it, it seemed to come faster for me, but that's really where I started to introduce forgiveness and releasing the energy around these stories so that I could create peace in my life because I I wasn't having a happy, joyful experience at the time. Yes. And you, you bring up so many good points right there. If you don't feel good, what are the thoughts you're thinking? And sometimes those thoughts can be habits that we've had for many, many years, and it can be hard to be even objective. But when I really decided to pay attention to my thoughts, I was kind of surprised when I became aware of how mean I was to myself, mm-hmm. really how much I um, hated myself. I really loathed myself and I wasn't consciously aware of that. I just knew my life wasn't working. And um, for several years, I really fantasized a lot about suicide and uh, I didn't really see a way out. And I really think, you know, when people do commit suicide, it's because they want to stop hurting. It's not because they want to die. It's they want to stop hurting. And that was certainly the case for me. I didn't know how to stop hurting. But I started having some authentic conversations with God. And I do think God wants to be in communication with us. You know, he's our father. He loves us. or He's our mother. He's, she adores us. And want they, this energy wants to be in relationship with us. But we live on a planet of free will and choice. So do we invite this relationship in or do we do things alone? And I know we suffer when we do things alone, when we think we're alone, because it's not the truth. It's not the truth. And I remember clearly when I discovered that, wow, I'm not alone. I never have been. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have the tools at the time to listen to what was available to me, but Again, over time now, I've had a chance to practice. There's so much great information available out there about how we can connect. And it's, it's, it's about connecting to our highest source. We have angels. We have guides. We have a whole community and the unseen that is working for our highest good. And so to open up to that creates many, many shifts. And then to also to become aware of the oneness that exist on all of us that are walking around, we're actually all connected. So how can we start working for the greater good of each other? And there's something about including others in the process of how we live that starts to change our focus on so much of of what's going on inside of us. Mm 
And, and you're absolutely right. We aren't alone. We are all one. And it seems to me as I've cleared my issues of unworthiness, of guilt, of shame, I've just, without even trying, started to feel um, more of a connection to other people where I don't feel alone. You know, ego is living from that posture of edging God out. It seems to have dissolved this uh, false mask without even like a strong intention around that. The natural benefit and bonus of me clearing out my unworthiness and shame has been this sense of connection and all oneness with other people, with life, with, with God, with the universe. To me, this is heaven on earth. And I think we're all capable of getting to this place, but we have to invite it. And again, we have to be diligent and we have to be consistent. It's not like going to the gym and working out once and we're ready mm -hmm. for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. It's like slow and steady wins the race. It's like one step at a time and it's in layers and it's good and important to be patient with ourselves. And I think in particular, I think it's vital. This is the most important thing I can say is to learn to be compassionate with ourselves. And any voice inside of us that says, ah, let's, let's skip it today or let's not do the work or, or, or even deeper, you're, you're not worth it or, um, those really deep emotions, shame and guilt start to come forward. Any voice that speaks that way is speaking from fear. It's yes. not coming from love. And that's important to remember as, as thoughts cross into our, our brain. What, what is this about? Where is this coming from? What's the source? Is this supporting me? Is this loving me? Is this about acceptance or is this about fear? And when you decide between love and fear, it becomes pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. And then you can, again, consciously choose something different. And, you know, I want to say something about your relationship with God and the way that you have connected and built a conversation as a regular tool. I have great admiration for that. And I love listening to your stories. And I love how often you, you've created this term, the God box, where you put things in the God box instead of just operating as an individual unit, as a human being, everything I know, believe will give me the answer. You really invite that higher source in and it's opened you up to a completely different life from what you've described to me. Oh, it, it's incredible. And, and it is such a wonderful, wonderful tool. And I, I did it in my mind for many years before I actually literally made one. And you can go buy one. I, I love the process of creating them. The subconscious mind loves ceremony. And what I found with the God box, anything that worries me, stresses me, anything I want help with and want clarity about, I can write a little note and I can put it in the God box. I've imagined putting people in there, situations in there. And what I found is the sooner I do it, the sooner I remember to do it and, and actually do it, the sooner things become clear and fall into place with grace and ease. And I feel it, it's been such a gift because I don't have to rely on my own understanding anymore, which is a huge relief because <laughs> I don't really know what the highest good for me or all concerned is. And then I remember, oh, I can put it in the God box. I can have a miracle. And um, it, it really is incredible how quickly things can just shift and show up for ourselves. And I've, I've put things in there like, um, 
God, I want to learn to love myself more. Any request that you can come up with. God, I want to clear any guilt or shame so that I can be in more aligned connection and co-creation with you. Because my greatest intention at this point is to be like a paintbrush in God's hand, to be a flute he plays music through. I want to be as clear a conduit and vessel as I possibly can be. And what I've come to realize, it's just about clearing out any issues of unworthiness, of guilt, of shame. And as I do, grace occurs, miracles occur. It feels like heaven on earth most days. So, and again, I think this is something we can all do. And the, the only time we really suffer is when we think we're disconnected yes. from, from anything, from, this, from the universe, from source, from God, from um, those around us. That's really where our greatest suffering comes from. And what you're describing is a position of infinite possibilities. Mm. Well, we are aspects of the infinite. And when we remember that and relax into that and, and can receive it, when we know we're worthy and we can receive this, grace pours down on us and through us and around us. And we can become miracle workers. I think this is why Jesus could turn water into wine and why things would shift so profoundly around the Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa because they were so incredibly aligned with their soul. There was no fear. They knew who they were. They were God's children, as we all are. They just knew it and, and are, um, I think, further along the path than perhaps most of us are. But we can look to them as guides and teachers and um, allow it to inspire and support us on our personal journeys. And remembering who we are is key to the whole process. Remembering that. That takes place. People that you just mentioned it looks effortless to them, but they spent years with conscious connection and building their dreams, building their lives, making themselves available mm -hmm. to what what's what was available to what was possible for them. Yes. And if they hadn't done that, imagine, imagine if they had resisted, <laughs> which is what many of us do. But to yeah. practice the opposite, to just receive, to to have that faith, the, the trust, that's yeah. really, it all comes back to being able to um, provide ourselves with the self-love so there is no place or need for forgiveness. That just doesn't, that energy can't get in anymore. And once we get to that place in our consciousness, we, aware, we become aware that there, there's nothing to forgive. There's nothing to forgive. Uh, we can just relax and be in our loving and receive this incredible heaven on earth life. And, um, you know, I think we can live from the posture of ego, edging God out, or I go, inviting God only. And it was so radical when I heard our teachers say, Lacey, all of our pain, all of our pain comes from our perceived disconnection from God. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't think that's true. But every time I was in pain after that, I would ask myself, do I feel connected to God? And the answer was always, always no. So now I realize when I'm in pain, I need to connect with God. It's really that simple and that difficult. Sit down, line up, meditate, say, God, you know what? I'm, I'm hurting and I really need to connect with you right now. The quicker I can do that, the quicker I can put the issues in the God box, relax and receive, the sooner I come back to a place of peace, the sooner I come back to this journey to center and Everything we want 
comes from our connection to that something greater. We don't need it from another person. We don't need it from the phone call coming in. We need it from our connection to God. And when we know that, we really can be blessed and bestowed with um, incredible gifts and synchronicity, God winks support, and, and, a, and a miraculous life. And once you start to believe that that is true, you start to see it show up and, mm-hmm. you, and you want that practice. I, when I wake up in the morning, I can't wait to make that connection. And it wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. So I really understand that, that the, the fear comes in. And, and on a daily basis, there's something that presents fear to me. But as I walk through, today is a great example, as I walk through that anxiety and really understand there's something beautiful waiting for me on the other side, then I start to remember who I am at the core. I start to unfold. I start to to take on, as we were talking about identities before, something greater than I could have ever even imagined for myself. And then it becomes, how good can you stand it to get? And I'm finding I can stand it pretty darn good. Something I got clearly, when things are bad, meditate. When things are good, meditate. And that's how we expand our inner container to be able to receive more gifts, more blessings, more God, more grace in our lives. And to me, this is heaven on earth. And again, each and every one of us can have our own particular experience of this if we want to commit to ourselves, invite it in, and just be slow and steady and compassionate with ourselves. But Lacey, I can't believe it. We have one minute. It's been so <laughs> fast. Can you tell people how they can get a hold of you if they want to connect with you, have an intuitive reading or uh, an animal intuitive session, or just to say hi? Yes. So Lacey Renee at hotmail.com is L A C I E R E N E at hotmail.com. That's the best way to reach me. And thank you again for having me today. Oh, I'm so honored and blessed by your presence in my life and for saying yes to this conversation. To my friends and listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the energy that is my life. And I am so honored to be a part of yours. Be in touch with me at TammyBPhD.com. And I would love to hear from you with anything you'd like to share. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TammyBPhD. God bless you. You're my heart, my prayers, my meditations. Take good, gentle, loving care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.